the curtain rises on the hot springs and Charlene realizes that there are two beating red eyes staring at her and her hands fall from where she was casting the sleep spell. Oops. And as Charlene utters those words, Amanda looks to her, then to the being with the red eyes, and then back to Charlene, and she wonders to herself, maybe Philomena should have come here instead. staring down uh this very intimidating uh thorny individual whose eyes are glowing crimson and they are feeling larger than life that they're looming over you and they they might literally be that way in that moment charlene has figured out what she's done and she hops into the hot spring just diving right in head first and then pops back up like a little frog with just two eyes staring back up. Her hair is slicked against her head and she looks like a very abashed four-year-old. As you uh, dive and and poke your head out of the this hot spring, Saria kind of freezes. Her eyes uh, no longer set ablaze, but just confused because <laughs> that is... Um... <laughs> So a strange way to react. Normally people just run or freeze. They don't jump into water and then just poke their head out uh, uh, looking abashed. Her her demeanor shrinks a bit. Okay, I'm going to give y'all about 30 seconds to explain yourselves. Go. Okay, so the thing about this is, is that we were supposed to be coming over here to get a golden flower because of what um, something of a friend of ours and a creation of mine got very, very sick and we needed to help it feel better. We came over here because this is um, because we had free tickets to the hot spring and everything was all hunky dory. And then we found out that our friend Jacques went missing and we were fearing that he went missing in the, towards the area that you said not to go to. So we wanted to try to go to that area without raising suspicion. And Charlene, for her part, um, tried to do something good, but it ended up not doing so really great and she tried to catch a sleep spell, sleep spell on you and now we realize that's not really a great idea and i'm realizing oh crap i think we heard something in the museum about you guys and now um hi can we start over again we really had good intentions we just want to get our friend back and not have anything bad happen in the process is there anything we could do to help smooth things over? <laughs> There's some bubbles, like a four-year-old blowing bubbles in the bath. And Charlene realizes her mouth is still under the water. And she pops and she goes, what Amanda said. <laughs> yeah, Saria is, is laughing. I'm sorry. I was just trying to buy us more time because sometimes when Jacques disappears, he disappears for like a long time or gets in trouble and it's going to take us longer than five minutes. Well, that surely is a quick explanation 
very much under 30 seconds, don't seem to be lying. Hmm. She she looks uh, uh, upward, kind of in a, in a hugely mischievous look, um, and grins widely. This is the only way I can describe it. Like her her lips, or rather the you know vines that make up her lip, just stretch out like very Grinch like. If y'all wish to make amends, there there's two things you could do to me to make it up. You know to make sure. Y'all are respectful guests. One is, I, I need you to clean uh, one of the baths. Um, the the it's a trial. Yeah, the cleaning of truth. If you can clean this a uh, magical dirty hot spring, you know if you can clean it, it means you're you're true and honest and pure of a heart. Yes. And we could talk about the second thing after that. You, you, know, you know, you could just say you want us to clean something because we did something against you. You didn't have to frame it as a truth thing. It's a trial. The cleaning of truth. Just follow. Just follow along. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. I'm just. Charlene climbs out of the hot spring with the grace of an eight-year-old whose limbs have just grown and they haven't grown into them yet <laughs> and mm-hmm. stands up and like starts pulling at her hair to get the, the water out. I mean, I'm already wet. You might as well point me in the direction of the hot spring that needs cleaning or bath or yeah, just just show me where it is. I'll, I'll clean it. It's fine. She leads you both to um one of the baths about two doors down from the one y'all entered. And during that time, she also sends off a little like uh, shrub thing to go uh, distract her partner. Uh, so dinner will be delayed a bit. Uh, but she leads y'all to this bath. And this bath is it's dirty. It's it looks like a, a swamp with how like muddy and gross this looks. This is not a very... This looks like a, a, a landfill. There's like weird metal things poking out, like bicycles and random random junk. This is a very much not a, not a great uh, pool. Do you have um, equipment that you usually use or like a, a, a way that you usually do this? Um... Cause like I can get the stuff out of it, but I don't know what to do with it afterwards, and I don't really know how to clean out a hot spring. Mostly, I'm just asking if you have any advice for how we should tackle this problem. Is that a statue in there? <laughs> Why is that in there? What is all of this? Man, y'all ask wonderful questions, but all I can tell y'all is get it clean. And she leaves y'all to to clean this mess up. So basically, Charlene, as long as it's just out of sight, out of mind, I I guess that type of clean. Okay, I'll go in the water and and hand things to you. I'm you, you already say water. soaked. Um, it's more like sludge. <laughs> um, and as you get closer to this this water, right, the edge of this this bath pool area, uh, you hear from a little bit into 
this this sludgy pool on top of one of the like mountainous junk piles uh sits like this fish with just legs and arms there's there's nothing else to it oh it's the koi frog it's a koi frog (laughs) ah good day to you too are you here with my requested refreshments uh in this this long fish with arms and legs stands up triumphantly like this is a grand uh um moment uh, we were just told to clean me here? Clean? Do not see that I am bathing? And he, you know, you, you look around at this filth um, that they are clearly um, standing on. <laughs> Hi, my name is Amanda. This is my friend. Charlene, and who might you be good being? This weird fish with uh, uh, legs and arms looks up front and slides down its hill to to be closer to y'all. And this frog's about like maybe up to y'all's knees. And as it gets closer, y'all can tell that this um, uh, fish with, with legs and arms, their legs and arms are like that of frogs. Uh, their body is like a koi fish. Uh, it, it looks weird because it can't stand upright. Why is this creepy looking? I picture it very cute, actually. But like the way it's described is not very cute. Um, it stands up as straight as it can, flailing its arms in various gestures. Like, <gasps> do you not recognize the sight of the soon to be hero of the mountains? Knighted by the riveting Queen Swan Ribheart herself, Savior of the Frog Pond, Founder of the Holy Lily Pad. And he, he, he awaits for y'all to recognize just from those titles himself, and his, his eyes are just looking back and forth from y'all, uh, uh, waiting. We're not locals? It's, it's so good to meet you. It really is. We, we've heard, uh, a lot about this area, and, uh, we were just very honored. Um, however, we do need to clean up around here. Um, so if you could just move your uh, self f- into a different pond, that way we can clean this one and I can uh, pay my debt to uh, the the establishment. Um, yeah, that would be great. Thanks. This uh, uh, koi frog is frozen for a second <laughs> and not only how you're you're talking to to such a uh, famous and, and noble individual uh, as this uh, clear knighted uh, uh, fish frog man I am Sir Carpther Frogulet Fellhop proud knight of Queen Swan Ribheart, savior of the frog pond, founder of the holy lily pad, keeper of these springs, future adventurer hero of the mountains, and now (laughs) for exhausting myself with these unneeded introductions, I will take my requested refreshments and I will not be leaving my spring. (laughs) (laughs) 
do you have legal paperwork saying it is your spring? Because we were under the impression that the springs belong to the dryad that told us to clean this particular spring. The, the frog lifts one finger like he's like, ah, ah, and then kind of goes, eh. <laughs> His quick, brief bouts of confidence quickly diminishes as it comes, not able to really answer your question of, of legal ownership over this land. I, I have a proposal for you. Uh, you seem to be very famous around these parts. However, not everyone knows of you when they arrive. So what if I were to um, get to know your backstory, a little bit about you, write up a lovely biography and post it at the front of the town so that when everybody comes, they know all of your titles and your future titles and all about you. And in exchange for this uh, great uh, writing of uh, y- yourself uh, and uh, your famosity uh, that that you uh, recuse yourself from this particular spring uh, uh, so that we may clean it since you don't actually own it. Sir, Carpther uh, Froggylet Fellhop uh, uh, ponders this deal for a moment, looking between you two, lo- looking at Look, just looking around, they're just like, hmm, pacing back and forth, mumbling to themselves. You wish to immortalize my story in form of right and song. I shall accept. Mostly writing, yes. Um, you, you forgot the second part where you will leave here so that I can interview you at a separate time after I've cleaned this. Yes? Hmm. Interview now, leave later. Uh, Charlene uh, looks at Amanda and goes, I'm gonna need a lot of dry paper. Hold on, let me go upstairs. <laughs> um, and as you get the, you know, the the many pages of of Sir Carpther Froculet Fellhop's uh, grand adventure of walking up the, the hill, you know, cleaning the pond of, of leaves... Finding a like a really shiny lily pad, and that they recently found a really cool sword, so it makes them an adventurer now, and, and a, clearly a great hero. The way Carpenter is telling this story seems way more grand, but as you listen to to these claims of boisterous, uh, these all sound like really trivial things, uh, but they held so much just lo- uh, uh, love and affection for like their clear triumphs um, in in life. They all get swept up in it, and they are clearly grand, uh, uh, heroic ventures. Uh, and as y'all finish, the the koi frog, you know, bitch all adieu and uh, heads on out, uh, leaving out with the this clear mess in front of y'all. Charlene looks at Amanda and says, I feel like I've already done so much work, and now we have to clean it too? Yeah. I don't know how much you know of, like, different classical literature, but that frog made me really think of this book of, about a man called Don Quixote. <laughs> it was very strange. How dare you get my reference? Mm. How dare you? <laughs> Is that I thought it was real subtle! <laughs> it wasn't! <laughs> I'm peeking <laughs> Charlie looks at Amanda and goes, 
Yeah, I read that story. I actually read that one in school. It was really interesting. It's right. That, that's why I was just, I felt myself just slowly being drained the entire time. Just like, uh, I just really wanted to just fight this man. <laughs> okay, you and I, let's go get some water to drink. We gotta okay. stay hydrated. Yes. And then we'll come back and clean it up. All right, so <laughs> Charlene and Amanda opened the door to go out of the hot spring. And they look very world weary. And just like, I can't believe we had to sit through that. So as y'all get your refreshments, uh, uh, the Koi Frog never got their refreshments. Oh, that's so sad. Uh, but you guys get y'all's refreshments. And as you come back, um, the hot spring is clean and you see um, the last of the uh, cleaning staff, which are these like little uh, shrub, like little shrubbery things holding like big yellow sponges. Uh, they're really cute and like leafy. They're just holding like yellow sponges above their forms above their heads presumably um but they are all like slowly trailing out with you know buckets sponges uh one has just like a mop head but not like the actual mop stick itself um but they start leaving as y'all are coming back in charlene does a double take looking at the cleaned hot spring looking at the leaf people looking at the cleaned hot spring looking at the leaf people Wow, hydration really is important. Should we should we go and tell her that the cleaning is done then? I mean, we should probably check and see if he left the sword or if there's anything else in the bottom of it. <laughs> Charlene uh like does a little uh look around the hot spring, uh kind of dunks her head under, sees if there's anything under there. Nope. They seem to have done a really good job. Um, yeah, let's let's go um, hand in the quest. I mean, um, tell her it's done. Yes. <laughs> Let us go. You do so. You find her in the like front reception area. Um, you let her know everything is cleaned up and stuff. You know, and you know, she she clearly like double checks, right? And she's like, oh yeah, it's all clean. Um, she knows Carpther uh, signed out, right? And she she takes y'all to to the back office to discuss the second thing she needs from y'all, as this is something more troubling to her than like y'all even attempting to cast a spell. She was like, ah, whatever that that would have hurt anyways. I could kick y'all's butts. Um, <laughs> but as she brings y'all to the office and sits behind her desk. She stares y'all down very uh, angrily, very hostilely, hostilely, very hostile, and then just fills her arms up and just goes, I forgot to get my partner an anniversary gift. Oh, I hear that's kind of a big deal. Um, Yeah, a a bit. (laughs) What do they like? How do you get them a gift? They Their tastes are just so boring. I'm sure whatever you give them will be lo- would make them happy because it comes from the heart. Yeah, yeah, but uh, that's also boring. Did you just... Heavenly lady. <laughs> I'm being very patient. <sighs> okay. Okay, so what do you want us to do exactly? Like, 
trail him trail them around to see what they want or what i don't want y'all spying on my partner that's a breach of trust it's also weird i can spy on my own partner (laughs) do you want me to read their aura to see what they want you can do that i can do that it helps with the job we should talk okay yeah (laughs) what i need is something uh particular peculiar like magic items stories plants likes plants charlene goes in her bag and pulls out the 80 pages of the story (laughs) of don quixote as told by a frog and lays it on the desk and says i found you a story it's hyper localized. Um, she quickly like glances through uh, uh, this handwritten book. It's really lovely. Ah, that's, I mean, close, but it's not very magic-y. Yeah, I thought the same thing when I was writing it. And like, they're really big in the magic-y things. You said that they like flowers and they like shiny things and just unique things. We are trying to get a magical plant to help heal a friend. We could get an extra one as well. And that can be also a gift. Plants. Seeds. <gasps> I, you, you might be onto something there. Um, I usually am, but yes. I think I might have an idea. It's magical. It involves stories. It involves plants. It's perfect. But it's upstairs, and I have to get the scroll case to agree to open. It doesn't open when you open it? Darlene is very particular on when she opens. Mm. I I understand. She's what they call an introvert. She only lets you Uh, in when she wants to. Ah, okay. Okay. I get it. I get it. Would that work? Look, if y'all can get me a, a magical plant story thing, whatever, great, fantastic. If not, I have to give them this book. I mean, it's lovely. Handwriting's wonderful, but... Thank you, I went to school. <laughs> if you want, when we find our friend Jacques, we can have him record an audio version of it as well. <laughs> That's different. <laughs> Okay, hold that thought. I'll be right back with Darlene. And Charlene's gonna run out of the office and go to her room and grab the scroll case and like start like stroking the side of it and being like, okay, Darlene, um, you have something in there that we need um, to give to another person who's gonna really appreciate it even more than you and I do. And she's just talking to her scroll case as she goes back down the stairs to the office. This is my magical scroll case. Her name is Darlene. Um, and if we're really nice, she might let us have a seed that she's been holding on to for me. Darlene, can can we have the seed, please? Darlene does a little shake and a little shimmy, and it pops open, and as the scroll case top kind of hinges open, the giant seed, story seed, is resting in it. Ah, perfect! Um... I think your partner might like this very much. Please just tell them not to sit down at a typewriter with it growing behind them because they might never want to leave. Okay, here. 
So this uh, uh, large uh, story seed that's glowing like this is bright green that emanates from it, right? Like it, it's glowy, it's green. It's like, it's pretty big, right? Like I, how big did we describe it before, right? Like it's like you have to use like kind of both hands the whole thing. I thought it was at least the size of a baseball because otherwise it wouldn't fit in the scroll case. Well, well, the scroll case like shot out like full on luggage. <laughs> oh, that's right. Um, yeah, so that's so what... yeah, maybe like a basketball size. Like we're talking like a pretty yeah, hefty like, looking thing. Yeah, it's yeah. Well, it's like about a basketball size. That's like a good yeah visual size. That's biggest basketball. Sorry, like stares like wide eyed at it. Just pointing at this this giant glowing green seed you have, and just pure pure shock, right? She looks more terrified than anything. It's a good gift, right? It it ticks all the boxes, and it's essentially free because I'm giving it to you. It's good, right? Uh, oh, <clears throat> oh, I. I Yes, it's it's a uh, 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 God damn it! They would love that. Ah, oh, fuck. God, but it's so dangerous. It's but they would. It's oh. it's yours now, so you can choose to give it to them or not. But I don't really want it anymore, please. Especially since you're saying it's dangerous, I probably shouldn't be traveling with it. Yeah, you probably shouldn't be traveling. Do you know what that is, girl? And she carefully uh, takes it away. Not using her her bare hands to to grab the egg, she gets like like some cloth and stuff to grab it and moves it away, far away. Apparently not. Um, we found it in heartbeats in an old abandoned mansion, and it was enchanting a woman to write stories forever and ever, and it was a giant tree. Um, so I think it's a seed, right? Sorry, Amanda, we probably could have used you on that trip, but we didn't know you yet. I mean, I I don't think I was in town at that time, so it's okay. <laughs> I'll take this because uh, my partner, they would love this thing. They would love it. And as much as I really do not want this thing in my house, they would love it. Well, so maybe they it. can keep it somewhere not in your house. Oh, yeah. Then no, you they're going to keep it far, far away. I'm surprised it did not grow in your bag and consume you. Well, um, Darlene is very good at keeping things safe. Well, thank right, you, Darlene. Darlene, because you could have... Uh, Probably died. That's usually what happens. You know how rare this is, though, right? Like, you know that this is not a, a normal thing. Well, I knew it wasn't normal, but I didn't know how rare it was until you started talking about it as though it was like the worst thing to ever live in this land. So um, I'm going to assume it's a very powerful magical artifact that I stored in another very powerful magical artifact. And that is the only reason that I am not consumed to this day. She just it's just a gaped again. She's like, and you say that your friend is lost around here and you have you've done in that th Oh, what do they have? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for dropping by Heartbeats. And thank you to Jordan for dropping in as our special guest star. 
She's going to be hanging out with us for the next few episodes, but in the meantime, you can follow her on Twitter at Sukiko Mamai, which is spelt T-S-U-K-I-K-O-M-U-M-A-I. You can find our effortlessly affable storyteller at Adapsander, the unsurpassably creative jazz at Orange Like Jazz, and me at Potentially Rob. Black Lives Matter today, tomorrow, and every day after. Bye, friend. <laughs>